ladies and gentlemen, this is actually episode 10. <laughs> Thinking that it was episode 10 and it was really episode 9. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of money in the bank this week. Maybe touch on some high points from Collision, Monday Night Raw, and Dynamite this past week. Uh, Friday Night Smackdown before Money in the Bank was really just kind of a blow-off. So there's not really a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, I think I think we are gonna get it started. Episode hey, 10! Hey, 10! It's actually episode 10 this week. It's not it's not episode 9 that is 10. It's just straight up episode 10. 10, not 11. Not 11. 10. Not 14. Not 7. 10. We made it 10 weeks. Oh. Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger, baby. Per- perfect 10, baby. Perfect 10. We made it to episode 10. That's crazy. That's two and a half months. That's two and a half months of us talking about... And we haven't got canceled. Thank God. I was... Honestly, there are times, though, that I was a little worried we were going to get canceled for some of the stuff no. But luckily, we live in America. <laughs> yeah. America. America. Hey, uh, post happy 4th of July. It was a good time. Got to hang out, have some food, watch some fireworks, be American. It was a good time. Still got all my fingers. That's good. You're not, uh, what is that, O.C. Uman Euro that blew off all his fingers as a NFL lineman on the 4th of July? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody's weeks were great. I hope it was a, a great holiday, even though some people had to go to work on Monday and then have a Tuesday off. Which yeah, was, that was dumb. It was so stupid. I wish people just kind of uh, corroborated and said, hey, take that Monday off because you're American. Be American. Because America. Because America. Welcome to uh, GQ, a wrestling podcast. We're on a, a new month after a pay-per-view on Saturday for WWE. We're leading out of Forbidden Door into all... In? in all in not all out not all, all out because that's not confusing for the casual wrestling fan it's all in not balls out yes exactly uh we're leading into another pay-per-view for aew with all in coming up in london so we have a couple of weeks of storylines that are going to start building a little bit harder we're gonna do some predictions we're gonna do some casual talk and who knows we might have another game at the end of this thing because well Let's why just not? face it, why not? Because that's just who we are, what we do. And there wasn't a lot of talking points no. this week. Uh, we're, we're actually going to breeze through one show completely. Friday Night SmackDown, there really is not much to talk about because that led into what happened the very next night on Saturday for Money in the Bank. Yeah, it was basically just a blow-off <clears throat> blow show. Because show, whatever they, you want they call needed it. to have one, obviously, because it's television. So that's obviously it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with Collision. Let's do that because it's going to be easier to blow through Collision than anything else. Uh, Collision is just pretty much, uh, it was the Owen Hart night of getting, escalating, you know. Getting the tournament. Getting the tournament kind of rolling. Uh, We had MJF uh, versus Ethan Page. It was this Canadian uh, open challenge match. And he had a puff piece match against somebody from whatever Providence they were in in Canada. Wherever. Wayne. Oh, stop. Whatever. No, 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 no. It, no, it's not like Dynamite. We're not starting this off 
with that. This is ridiculous. No, you, we, we didn't even talk about. Oh my God. Dude, we're three minutes in and you're already pissed off. Uh, I, we did, you threw that in without even discussion of throwing that in. Oh my, okay. I can't, I mean, you, no. you kind of left it open. I though. did. It's just Okay. Oh, um, anyways, okay. So MJF versus Ethan Page. It was great to see Ethan Page in a match. Yeah. Actually wrestling. Yeah. And not with the hokey gimmick with Matt Hardy. Yeah. It was, you like Ethan Page. I love all ego Ethan Page. He's not been utilized very well in the last several months. Yep. So it was nice to see him actually portray his talents in the squared circle with the champion and actually putting him through a good ringer of a match. It was a good 15-minute yeah. match. He held it strong. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, it's decent. It, it, uh, the only reason we liked it is that you get to uh, you get to case talent that isn't out there as much as they should be. Yeah. And yeah. the one thing that we do both appreciate is that if you aren't utilizing your talent, what are you doing? That's that's it's not fair to the people, especially when you have amazing talent in the back. Especially when you're paying them the amount of money that you're paying them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did feel bad though for the guy who halfway walked down the ramp as Ethan Page was gonna barrel right through him. Yeah. I don't even know what his name was, but MGF made a doesn't matter. Not kind of does for him. Not for me. It, it doesn't matter. I just remember him calling him like some like chunky. It doesn't matter what your name is. Wow, you went Dwayne Johnson on me. Right. Wow. Uh, he just called next. He just called him chunky names because it was a big big guy. Uh, Ethan Page always gives great promos. You do appreciate a good promo. <laughs> yeah. The crowd. Uh, the crowd dude, loved Ethan, it. Ethan Page. It, he's. I'm all about showmanship in the ring if you can put on a good match great but if you can't string together a sentence on the microphone ronda rousey you need to go to promo school which you know wwe does have promo classes aew does not go to go to go to anybody go to chris jericho that's the thing about AEW is you've got these guys on the roster who have been around for a hot ass minute right and chris jericho I know will help younger talent if they need help mm -hmm. honing skills, right. whether it be in the ring, on the mic, doing vignettes, whatever. He will help you. Well, he even talked about it on uh, like we'll get the dynamite, but he talked about it on dynamite that he's been putting people over, and he's talking about getting the talent pushed out and he's yeah. uh, he's about the business and yeah. he's about making sure that when he does retire <clears throat> eventually, that the business is in good hands. So I, yeah, you're not Man. wrong. He's I, not gonna I, retire ever. He's gonna. So you're saying he's gonna be Ric Flair doing really, really bad pay-per-views. Speaking of Ric Flair, <laughs> complete and total tangent. Oh god! But did you see the new Woo Energy? He has an energy drink. He has an energy drink this wow. man has turned into a mogul in literally two years it's that rick flair drip baby hey you can't hold those alligators down that man <laughs> has started it's, it's nuts dude well, he started I, a weed business oh and yeah it's he's thriving he's, he's got his own weed strain and then he's, now he's got he's an got energy, energy drink. drink uh he, seriously 
I'm gonna have when, to look when, it up. When, we're, when, when we take we're our break, done, go to his Instagram page. <laughs> go to, there's a, he's got there's a link in the bio on the Instagram there's page that's Rick Flair Shop. That's fantastic. But there is also a Woo Energy page on Instagram. This is not a promo. This is not a. This is not segment. a promo. Not a but, nothing. But we're definitely Ric Flair fans, so we'll do anything <clears> to push <throat> Ric Flair out there. But that's fantastic. I haven't been on his page, so I'm gonna have to go out and look at it. You can too, by all means. Let this man retire well in the world. I'm gonna. I, so I I went to the Woo Energy page. Did you get some? I was. I'm gonna. It literally hit the market today. Oh, so it's gonna be sold out. Pretty um. Quickly. I'm going to wait to read some user feedback, Mm -hmm. read some reviews on it before I try it. But it's a little pricey. Well, of course it is. It's Ric Flair. You got to have a, you got to, he's the diamond ring wearing. I may not, I I, I may not even drink it. You just want to have it. I may just want to, I just want to buy it to have the cans. Yeah. They cool looking cans. Yeah. Of course not. Well, it's because it's Ric Flair. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, we're real that back because I don't know where we were at, but it's Ric Flair. Oh, promos and stuff. That's right. It doesn't matter. Should but uh, next match, you had Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> it's a it's a decrepit old man versus a very good athlete if he gets the opportunity to shine better. Yeah. He just... The powerhouse? Yeah. They need... They really actually need to do something with Powerhouse Hobbs instead of just... Oh, go win three matches and then job for three months. It's stupid. So you're meaning not win the TNT title and then lose it two days later? Three days later. Either way, he still lost it pretty dang quick. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, The winner of that match, if you were guessing, is Powerhouse. Oh, are you sure it wasn't it wasn't Dustin? Ro- oh yeah, uh, and then Miro had what did what did they call it? It was the squashiest of all squash matches. That's that's a squashy match. Hey, I honestly though, I'm I'm happy to see Miro. They're 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 building Miro up as a monster, and I love it. Well, he was a monster, and then they kind of, and then he became the redeemer. Uh, Miro wins in that one, obviously. Uh, actually, uh, technically, it's a no contest because the bell never rang. Yeah, because he beat the ever loving piss out of him before anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had uh, Juice Robinson. And Ricky Stacks. You love Ricky Stacks. I hate Ricky You Stokes. love Ricky Stacks. I hate him. He almost. He, he is. <laughs> he, the, he's the reason that the television. Oh, the revolution is televised. He's the reason that the revolution is televised. Why are you looking at me like that? No, he's not. But that's what that's what his song. Says. I don't give a shit what his entrance theme says. It's like it's like when Cody Rhodes. He's the his, he's 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 the uh, what is it? The, he's the his entrance music could say this guy's got a sixteen inch swinging cock, and I'm still not gonna believe it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You believe everything you hear in a wrestling theme? Because I, I guarantee you, there's only one. Royal family in professional wrestling, and the last name is not Rhodes. It's the Rhodes family? Rhodes. No. Oh, the Anawais. No. Honorary mention. Honorary mention. Is yeah. it the people that woo? No. Okay. The only wrestling royalty is the McMahon family. Plain and simple. Hell, you're going to die on? Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, Rick- hold on. Oh, Without God. this family... 
Who is Ric Flair? Well, he had who a, is he, Dwayne he made Johnson? a name of himself. And who are the Who are the Wild Samoans? Who is Yokozuna? Who is so Rocky Johnson? You're talking about the all. Who is High all Chief Peter Peter Maivia? Who is Who is Hulk Hogan? I don't know who. Hulk who Hogan. is Dusty Rhodes? You're gonna go on. You you went you went there. Yeah. Even though people don't really like one McMahon right now. He, he did create a. I, he did create I, I, a I'll be the first person to say I don't like Vince McMahon. But you like what he did but with the company. You like you did with the profession. There is no doubt right. in my mind, and really there shouldn't be a doubt in any wrestling fan on this planet's mind, that without the McMahon family oh, it wouldn't be. professional wrestling would not be what it is right now. No, not at all. And we we know that. It's worldwide now. It wasn't as worldwide as it was, you know, back in the sixties, seventies. Yeah. And now it's you know, like they they said at Money in the Bank, possibly you might see one of the biggest pay per views in a foreign yeah. country. Yeah. But we'll get there. Uh Ricky Starks ends up beating Juice Robinson in the Owen Hart tournament and goes on to the next round. It's predictable. Which we now see Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs in the next round of the Own Heart Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Chris Statlander for the TBS Championship versus against Lady, Lady Frost. Frost. Another squash match, really. It's a shame. Why? Because Lady Frost is fantastic. Well, if if you're not if you're not familiar with the common house name of Lady Frost. Do some research. Yeah, oh, fair. Uh, who's Who's Lady Frost? We We talked about her. We did three, three or four weeks ago. Three ish episodes ago. Yeah, give or take. When she put on a like ten or twelve minute wrestling match with Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, Lady Frost is phenomenal. She's been a She's only been a pro like five or six years, but she's, she's probably one of the top five, uh, top ten female wrestling talent on the planet. Yeah, and they're all they're doing now though is just pushing Statlander to kind of get some wins under her belt as the TBS champion. She's gonna be the next Jay Cargill. I don't think they're gonna do it again. I don't think so. Either. I think they're actually gonna give a chance with this new tournament for like the the own hard cut for the women's side. I think they're gonna see some more talent that's gonna come in and kind of challenge her a little bit more Sadly. too. Hey, never know. You're just gonna yeah. So um then we have the uh, the finale of the night. We've got Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe with that guy that you don't want to talk about on commentary. So I've seen bits and pieces of this match on social media between Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Samoa Joe tried to kill Roderick Strong. Dude. So I watched it live. With <laughs> not the, like, not actually. But, no, but it kind of seemed like it at yeah. the point. So I'm, I'm watching it with the kids and... The finale portion of the match where he literally almost drops Roddy on his head. And Austin looked at me and goes, is he dead? And I go, kind of. He looked and He was, looked rough. It was like a, it was almost like a Michinoku driver mm-hmm. on the chair. Mm-hmm. In the center of the ring. And literally it looked like he was paralyzed after he, he hit hard. From what I saw, he he landed awkward. He, I mean, he landed high and tight. But... Him. On his upper back and shoulders, but but it's a safe move. Yeah, I just in Roddy, Roddy's not like super injury prone, but also he's had neck issues. He's had neck issues, and 
I don't think he's had fusion surgery, but he's had somewhere close to almost having to have the fusion yeah. surgery. He's he's had some neck issues, and uh, it, it that's, I mean, he and and don't get me wrong, you don't you don't take that move and land the way you did with a guy that weighs two sixty like Samoa Joe does landing on you without. Mm-hmm. He probably had a stinger. Yeah, more than likely, and, and, and obviously it was a work. You could tell yeah, a little bit more. It's a I mean, work, but. He, it was the uh it sounds like it ended good yeah uh, and now we get uh you get the rematch from 2002 Samoa Joe and CM Puke uh from 2002 Ring of Honor first time in 20 years where they're going to be in a ring together facing each other and I, yeah and I saw on Dynamite that Punk was saying this will be the first time that I ever beat you yeah because he has not Beat. So nope. Moa Joe. Nope. And you know, and for you know f- what would be really funny is, is if they went to all that trouble to get him to do for him to do the promo about him beating Samoa Joe for the first time ever, and something happens, <laughs> Punk gets hurt, or <laughs> Joe actually beats him up, or he, hey, whatever. You, you've and, seen Joe. Joe can do it, and he doesn't end up winning. What are they going to do? Go another 20 years and have another match with walkers? I know. Actually, I want to see a Samoa Joe walk-off. If Punk's in the air and just eh, and turns. I want to see Samoa Joe hit the muscle buster on him. Fold might, him up. It might break him in half. Fold him up. Do it. Break him in half. Yeah, that'll be on Collision. Do, a, do, show. do the wrestling world a favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And get him back off of TV. I will say, though, again, they were in Canada. They were not in Chicago. And he definitely had a cluster of booze and also a cluster of punk chants, but a lot more booze. He had a larger cluster of booze. Yeah, and honestly, it's not going to get any better because they're on their Canadian tour before they come back to the States with the collision people. Uh So so that's collision. So they, they progressed the Owen Hart tournament. They did pretty good at, you know, honoring, you know, Owen Hart's name. Yep. They, they're doing, honestly, a fantastic job at doing that. So I'm happy to see, uh, you know, nothing get ran through the mud with him. Uh, we'll dive right into Saturday night. Before Collision, we had Money in the Bank during the day because it was in London. Yeah, I watched it at work. Yeah, you did watch it at work. I watched it at home. It was great. <laughs> did, you, did you love it? Yeah. Good. Uh, we were going, we talked about it last week on what we kind of thought how Money Bank could have been versus what it was. And Garrett has an announcement to make. Six for seven, baby! He did pretty dang good. I went with some of the favorites. And I, I didn't lose hard. I lost that one. You went with the fanboy favorites. And except on, for the no, Intercontinental I, title. Match. I was like, I, I picked Intercontinental. But I didn't get Money in the Bank. You got Money in Either the Bank. Either Money in the Bank, because you picked Becky and I, LA Knight. I did pick it. I did. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I thought I picked, it. I thought I picked EO. No, I said the world wants EO. I wanted the Becky to get it. That's right. Um, so we're going to go right in to the, suck. Open, <laughs> yeah, uh, the opener of Money in the Bank. We're going to go with the men's Money in the Bank, which had Damian Priest, Butch, Sen. Oh, God. Santos, Santos Escobar, Escobar, Ricochet, 
Logan Paul, L.A. Knight, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, well, if it was one of the guys on uh, Collision, he probably would have said Shinsuke Nakamura because that man can't pronounce anybody I with ethnic Kevin flavor. Kelly. I love Kevin Kelly. Don't you dare throw Kevin Kelly under the bus. Don't oh, sorry, hold on. Andrade. Money in the Bank is one of my favorite things in wrestling. I have always wanted a briefcase of my own just to have because I've always loved Money in the Bank. It's been my favorite thing in the world, and I think we've talked about it before. It should not be a pay-per-view. It needs to be back at WrestleMania like it used to. Yeah. But I'm not going to go on that tangent. It should be WrestleMania only. Uh, I thought it was a pretty damn good was a damn money good in the bank match for <clears throat> the men. I thought I know the world and the wrestling world hates Logan Paul. We get it. We know. So, But they treated it perfectly with him being last, so, and they bombarded him at the beginning of the I'm match. Gonna, I'm going to give Logan Paul props a little bit. Couple, As couple, you should, couple, because couple I, I was going to bring spots. up Hunter's opinion on Logan as well. The, the botched Spanish fly, first of all. He did take... Him and Ricochet, mm-hmm. they, they both owned up to it. However, that could have ended way way worse than it did. I was sitting in the living room and the kids were playing, but I had it on. And when they messed up the Spanish fly, I went, Oh my God, his face. I thought Logan's face literally implanted into that tape. It's actually at the top of his head. Dude, I thought he literally, and then they kept on showing the replays. Uh, if you don't know what a Spanish fly is, it, they both men do an inverted, uh, what, so front flip, back flip, one, holding each one other. One does a back flip, the other does a front flip. But they flip. were both on ladders. They were supposed to hit the top rope do a Spanish flight, and land on tables. Yeah. And what ended up happening is Logan missed the top rope. They weeble wobbled on it. He was trying to find his footing. Ricochet did a great job by holding him up and kind of doing the great, hey, we're going to still hit this move. And then Ricochet, I love what Ricochet did. He literally at one point, nope, and just flipped and threw him forward and landed on the tables. He did. I, and we've said this before, when we were roommates and then on this podcast, those were not prop ladders. No. Those were real ladders. No one broke ladders. Yeah, like they, no just, one, they went they, to Home Depot and bought a bunch they, of ladders. Yeah. And I as, thought, as evidenced by the 450 by Logan Paul onto Damian Priest on the ladder, that ladder didn't give It didn't all. move. I screamed because I thought I, the pain, not for Logan, I'm thinking more for Damian. Who's impacting onto that ladder more than anything else? Yeah, it, that was well, and there's I, that one. Well, it, so when he hit Priest on the ladder, he like whiplashed back. Yo, I thought he was gonna hit his head on, on the, the on, on the, the steps. steps. I look yeah. when they when he because it was off camera, and you just saw him go, what? and you see him disappear. Like what happened? They had another camera angle of him almost like it was within yeah. inches of hitting yeah. the steel steps, and that's pure steel. That's like yeah, ow. Yeah. Ow, steel. That was uh, that was one of the high spots. There, honestly, though, there weren't. Really there was not a whole lot. lot of low. There, but there, there wasn't really a whole lot of high. I mean, Ricochet dove through the ladder. Oh my gosh! Over oh, the ladder, dude. Over the top rope. So, and, and I made, was like, "What made me mad? What the hell?" They never showed the replay. No, I was like, Austin. I I said, "Oh my god, he dove through!" And he goes, "What does that mean?" I went, "They're gonna show the replay." They never show the replay. No. 
You have to go back. That literally, he dove through the third rung of that ladder. No, it was, and it, it was, was across no, the was top open. rope. He dove over yeah. the hinges and went woo. And, and there was through. about yeah, about a body and a half yeah. width yeah. that he oh, had well, to make it through. And he, his body and a half, not my fat he, body and a half. That is that is the one thing that He's I love. Man. Dude, I love Ricochet. P- Principal, this guy. Yeah, the first time I ever sh- saw Ricochet was on Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. under a mask mm-hmm. as the character Prince Puma, and the first the, the first match I ever watched him in was uh, it was him and Johnny Mundo. Mm-hmm. Well, now John, Johnny TV well, on AEW. John Morrison. Yes, but and I was like, who is this guy? I had never, and I, you were a big Lucha Underground fan, and you still, you went back and rewatched. I love it. Lucha Underground; it was fantastic. I never got to get into it, uh, but I mean, Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. Well, you from, can name off all the names that were on. Yeah, I mean, it. There were a lot of Rey Mysterio was there. Brian, from Brian Cage was there. Brian Cage was there. Chavo Guerrero. Was Chavo there. Guerrero. Uh, Ar Fox. Um, Swerve. Oh my gosh! I just lost his name. The. Uh, it, it's gonna make me mad now. I'm gonna think of it later. One of you like him. I can't think of his name though. He Hernandez was, just... was there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was there. Uh... There's so many names. I it's literally gonna bother me. The guy that I can think of. We just saw him recently on Forbidden Door, and I it's bug, bugging the ever loving crap out of me. It is what it is. Uh... It's gonna bog me. It's fine, but. Um, you get, we're blessed to have Ricochet in WWE. Yeah. Um, I will not lie. He was getting a big push with Braun and then Braun got hurt. So he's having to do single stuff again. And don't get me wrong. We said before he was there to make it a high flying match and he did exactly that. Yeah. Perfectly. 100%. Uh, you didn't have a lot of like high flying ladder moves. I was actually kind of underwhelmed with Santos Escobar. Because there was nothing that I'm always I, underwhelmed with Santos Escobar. Well, we we said though that he was gonna have some you know some bigger moves on the ladder, and it never happened. Yeah, I don't. First of all, this thing that they're doing with the LWO it's not working is ridiculous. It's not working. They should have left it dead, and yeah, left it dead. I agree because. Well, they only brought it back for what Puerto Rico. That's about it. And well, then, it was it was before that, but it, it was before. It, Pro, oh, yeah, that's right. Because it was uh, at WrestleMania as well. With uh, they, they uh, it was good when it was with Eddie back in the day, and it worked. Yeah, WCW, and then it didn't work. Right, and then it died. Right, and it should have stayed dead. Yeah, no, it, that's yeah. Uh, so uh, if you did not watch it. LA Knight is over, as over as over could be. That arena, anytime he started climbing that ladder, erupted. And it was blowing people's ears. It was so loud. Uh, very end of the match, LA Knight climbing, getting pulled down by somebody. He threw somebody out. He grabbed, climbed up the ladder again. No. Pulled back down. Blew somebody out. He got to the top of the ladder, had briefcase in hand, pulled the carabiner back, and then you have... Damien Priest. Priest, get him. Hit him with the broken arrow. 
climbed I, back up the ladder. And then pulls the carabiner back and is now the senor. He is senor. Money in the bank. So I don't get me wrong. Like I said, I like Damien. I love that they're going to do this angle. You called it. Yeah. Very first match, called it on the dot. Damien Priest wins. Um, I thought it was an amazing opener. They've been doing the Money in the Bank men's openers for the last couple of years. Yeah. So you obviously you're going to start off with a high-powered match. It was great. Uh, we're going to take our first break. Uh, go get something to drink. Use the restroom. Do what you got to do. We'll be right back. And we're back. Um, that was a good movie. We're back. We're back. The dinosaur movie from when we were kids. I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, that just, just like flooded. Children. Random. That just brought a lot of childhood <laughs> memories back in. Is that the one where they're in New York? Yeah. And they're like like driving the car. Yeah. 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 Wow. Early great. early cartoon fun for yeah. us as children. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> go right into a quick little recap of a the tag women's tag team match that's uh, Shayna and Rhonda versus. Uh, Raquel and Liv. Here, I'll give you a quick recap. Quick recap. We have new tag women's tag champions. Yep. Shayna turned on Ronda. Yep. Next. Yeah. Right. That's I did it right. Did I do it? Did I do it right? Sure. L A night. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so after that debacle. Debacle. Uh, we had the Intercontinental match with and Matthew. I need pants. Riddle. Yep. Because every single time we see him. We will always say, does this man need pants? Yeah. Yeah, he always in forever. He needs shoes, too. He looks homeless. He is homeless. Is he? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, if that's going to be on a, a, part of our shirts, uh, hopefully we can get some uh, uh, pre-orders for some new shirts for uh, the GQ Wrestling Podcast of this man. Does, does this man need pants? Yes, he does need pants. Uh, yeah. Hopefully soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, next little thing. It was Matt and uh, Gunta. Um, I, you said Riddle was going to win because you know how WWE works. Yep. And I said there's no way they're going to turn it over because right now they're riding high on the Gunta train. Austin was staring at me, and I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. And Austin's like, are you okay? And I nope. go, I'm, no. I'm fine. And I kept on doing the whole thing. And Hazel goes, Dad, you're weird. Yep. I go, yes, I am. But I knew exactly what I was doing because he does it so. And you know what? Because they were in London, they ate it up. I love it. Every time they do that whole thing for Gunter, it's great. Um, what'd you think of the match? Predictable? In a way. Actually, honestly, I think Gunter likes wrestling Matt Riddle. Because he why because he can legitimately slap the soul out of him, beat on him, slap the soul. It's kind of like him. he likes being in the ring with Kevin Owens. Dude, Kevin's a Kevin will do anything because he can legitimately beat on him. Right, and I get that. Um, I, I thought with Gunta, I think if they don't do this right, which we've seen WWE mess this up before in the past, they're running out of storylines for him. They're running out of a, a, a thing where they can progress <clears throat> his, see, his the, stature. The thing about the Intercontinental Championship is literally anyone can challenge for that belt. 
He's he. It's I would say not, he's a he's a fighting champion. It's not like Roman Reigns where you see him you once a month. To, you have to jump through this hoop, mm-hmm. and then you have to jump through this hoop, and then you have to pay a voodoo shaman to cast mm-hmm. a spell mm-hmm. on a blood moon in the middle of August to get a match in October <laughs> and all the all the while fighting your way to the match right there are no hoops you look at Gunter and be like hey I want to fight you tonight and he's like okay in okay I'll fight you right and, now and the last one thing I like is that we've said before <clears throat> back in the past in the 90s and 2000s there were fighting champions all the time yeah and he definitely fighting champion. He was the when he was in NXT UK, he was a fighting champion. When he was the heavyweight champion when he over he there, he was the the NXT UK World Heavyweight Champion. So he he's a fighting champion. I like that Riddle did his thing, but I I picked I got Gunta right. You. It's it's but this feud is over now. It's it's been it's well yes it's over. Where they will go next with it, we've said it before. We need to resurrect the body of Dolph Ziggler back and have something on television for this man. Let him get that. He held that title so well in the, in the what, 2012, 2013 era. Something like that, yeah. He, he was a great intercontinental champion. But now we have Drew McIntyre back. Mm-hmm. These guys will beat the ever-loving oh, the piss, out of, piss out of each other. You know what's really good? Because the match was over. You knew somebody was coming, but you didn't. No, no, and then you hear shing. You're like, and everybody. <laughs> well, because somebody posted a picture on their Twitter feed, and they edited out a blur of a human being. They left it's actually two human. They left out an ear, and people were trying to predict who the ear was. Now we got one of the people. We got it was Drew. Now I don't think John was there. That doesn't seem like John was going to be there, but it was. No Drew. one cares that John was there. Uh, so then we get the return of John Cena, but we don't get the return like in the match return. We get to see Cena go. We can just skip that match too. That's fine. Oh, we don't need that match. No, we, fine. we really don't. We don't need that one. Uh, Cena returns. I mean, it, it it was nice that he was there to kind of pump up the crowd and you know kind of get them going. And that kind of thing, but uh, we we were talking through this portion of the match. We were texting back and forth. We agree with what his promo was about. Yeah, we heavily agree with it. Yeah, which I honestly, I well, we've been saying it for years. I think that they could do a WrestleMania in the UK. Yeah, and they could do it at Wembley. You know, I think. Uh, not obviously WWE doesn't you know compare to anybody, but we're gonna see what Wembley looks like with a full wrestling crowd. Last with AEW. Last I saw, they were just shy of seventy five thousand tickets sold, and that's that's AEW, a pro a, a promotion that's only been around for five years. Yeah, and they got seventy five thousand people. Seventy five. So think about that. Can you imagine sold. WWE? They'll be over a hundred. Well, the guaranteed. They wouldn't still be selling tickets right now. Oh, it'd be sold out. It'd be it instantly it sell out within within a matter of hours. Yeah. So we're gonna see what wrestling looks like 
uh, in the UK at Wembley with AEW coming up next month. So, yes, can we see London getting WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I think those fans are going to go ballistic. Yeah. They're one of the best fans in wrestling. The, the, The British crowd or anybody over in the... Uh, Eastern Europe. Eastern yeah. European countries. They're amazingly dedicated fans because they don't get wrestling live like we do here in the States, privileged like this. Second only to Puerto Rico. Gosh. But, uh, yeah, no, that was... I, I definitely agree with the talking point of, hey, we should get WrestleMania to the UK. Uh, I Yeah, I agree. Um, I and during the middle of his promo, you did get Grayson Waller come on out and talk to John Cena. I like there will never, ever, ever, ever be a WrestleMania in Australia. No, I don't think there's enough even. There, I don't think there's enough out there for them to even go down and to, to do it. And I, mean, I, don't I think, could I could see them maybe doing a tour. Which, have they not done a tour in Australia ever? Nope. I'm surprised with all of the athletes that are in WWE that are Australian or even from New Zealand. You have Rhea. Rhea's Australian. Uh, Grayson Walla, obviously. You've had a couple of other people from... Bronson Reed. Yeah, so you have Australian so athletes. Have but still, though... It's not a very big tour. Well, it's like when Jinder Mahal became the champion. They did an India tour. When, they when were, Kofi Kingston was they champion, were, they but, did an African tour. But they were... Big in India already, but then they also built the, but they the, also per- had the performance center in India as well. Didn't... Yeah, yeah, Indian Squid. No, it's not Indian Squidward. <laughs> Him too. He's probably over there too. And then, um, then they had like when Kofi won, they went back to Africa and did the African tour. Uh, so maybe you'll get a an Australian tour probably down the road as well because it, 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 WWE is a global company. They're gonna get more promotion out there so you never know anything can happen. what was the match that we happened to skip over it doesn't it, matter was it what i think it was yeah and it doesn't matter is it the the second yeah, the second yeah no no just don't even talk about it we're, it? we're gonna move right on to no, women's no, no. money in the bank well, i definitely want to hear this one no what did i miss it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what your name is it doesn't matter what the match was fair enough uh so money in the bank women's yeah. Uh, so, well, I, honestly, this the match was great. You know, we were going in thinking, I said it last week that WWE is probably going to push, you know, EO Sky to win. I picked Becky to win Money in the Bank because she is kind of in a feud right now. I thought her potentially winning it could happen. You picked. Well, and she's she's in the twilight of her career. At this point, let's be honest. Well, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks. We've yeah. noticed there's been a rapid decline in the effort and also with her, it looks like her health as well, possibly too. We've said that she's kind of gone past the biggest, the man stage that she led WrestleMania with. Uh, she led the COVID era with all the Becky Lynch stuff that she well, did too. Well, she, she went from big time Bex to the man. Back to the man. Yep. And, but she led the COVID era for women's wrestling as well. Uh, so, yes, we're probably seeing her in her in her Chris Jericho-like legs right now, letting people get the over on her. Yep. Uh, so in this match, we had Io Sky. Yep. Uh, Bailey. Zelina Vega. Becky. Zelina. Trish. Trish. And, and her protege. Uh, God, what the hell is her? Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, yeah. Um, 
there were some good this, moments in it. The, I did not think that this match was going to be as decent yeah. as it was. I thought this match was going to be total crap. A joke. You know, so we've talked about it before with women's money in the bank. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on the women's division. I'm no, not hating on women not in wrestling at all. Uh, we've it's always said hard, it's always been lackluster to me. It's hard to watch. It is. It's it's cringy sometimes yeah. on how they are talented. They are. Every, I can tell you right now, I can't do anything they're doing in the ring. And I'm just a critic on a microphone talking. So, so take you, that as a grain of salt. saying Don't that even, you can't do a moonsault? You want to see me try to hurt myself? Let's more? go right now! <laughs> oh God, you're gonna hear like a go- you're gonna hear a goofy yahoo as I fall. No, you're just gonna hear a loud on the floor, <laughs> and then <laughs> Justin starts crying and I giggle. It's gonna be like the Family Guy, like <sighs> Anyways, I mean um, the match. The match was good. Yeah, I, I thought um, well, we said though there's not gonna be a lot of high flying moments. There wasn't gonna be. There was gonna be some buffoonery because of two different factions were in there. I mean, we had we had a couple of high spots from Eosky, which I figured was gonna happen. They, hey, um, she impressed me more because I had not had a lot of good matches of seeing her wrestle singles style. Right, um, and then uh, I think I think damage control's done. Well, shoot! Uh, there was a moment where Bailey Bailey betrayed her. Bailey betrayed Io, and then we'll get to the end because that was a good. I liked. I really think WWE did a great job at ending that match the way they did. I think it was great. Um, yeah. I think this whole. We said this before for months. Uh, when you're a Hall of Famer, you don't belong in the ring anymore. Right. You if belong you, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it, it, that's we 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 will die on that hill. It's great to see them on like like as a like as a secondary thing. Cool, like a raw, like the Raw reunion. Yeah, yeah, or that's fine. Episode two thousand of SmackDown. It or needs, whatever. It needs to end. You have talent in the back that are better than the Hall of Famers that are old and need to be off camera. Like I said, when the draft happened, she shouldn't have been drafted. Why a? Why are you eligible? Why are you even eligible for the draft? And two, why are you wasting a draft pick? I I, I completely. We well, we watched that together. We completely went. Yeah. Why? Why? That makes no sense. It's like when they did it. They did it with Lita too. They did. They did it with a lot of these weird Hall of Famers that are somewhat wrestling. Even even when they did Edge, you went. Why? It doesn't make sense. I digress. Uh, Zoe Stark, she's impressing me more. I have not seen a lot of her. She's very impressive. She she has the capability of being a future champion. Uh, get this shtick off of her with Trish Stratus. Let her do it on her own. Build up, build up her confidence on the camera a little bit, and then have her turn on Trish. Give her the mic, too. Let her have the microphone yeah, a little bit more. She can talk. She, it, it seemed like she could until Trish took the mic from her hands and wanted to do her own little thing because, you know, she broke her perfect face. It's like we've seen this storyline with the men's division before. It's weird. Somebody, was he dashing? Could he have through the snow? Possibly. Santa? Yeah. 
Oh, cool. Uh, uh, the, I really don't want to talk about that guy. We don't have all. to. We don't have, have to talk about him. No, I, we could skip over the Raw segment. We could no, skip over the Money there was in the a Bank part segment. of Raw that I want to talk Screw about. Screw him. I, well, in there, I think mm. in the long run, we don't ever have to say his name, but we can talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. We could call him the backstabber. That's Ooh, that's good. I like that. I don't like that he's in two video games either. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, anyways, the ending of the Money in the Bank women's. Whoever wrote this segment. Yeah, I'd like to know hey, who wrote Hey, you know what? Match. Round of applause to you. It was because very, very good. If you go back to the beginning part of the match, Becky gets a, a handcuff attached to her wrist. And you're like, oh, well, it didn't happen. That's fine. Cool. Becky starts climbing the ladder. Oh, she's going to go get the belt. I got excited. Won't lie. I was like, holy crap, she's going to go get the belt. And then Bailey. Oh, damage control. Cool. We saw this kind of coming. Bailey goes up the other side. But then Eo. little tiny EO got big brain and threw her hands in the middle of the ladder, grabbed the other side of the handcuff, grabbed her partner's hand and watch that sucker and their arms were stuck between that ladder and whoever thought of that by all means brilliant i loved it because then she climbed over bailey nothing could happen she sits on top and the pop in that are chills it was great because she just she sat up there and the two are struggling trying to get loose and it's like no you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. Uh, perfect ending. She yeah. is now the new Miss Money in the Bank. Who do you think she will cash it in on? Because I've already said on Friday, this coming up Friday, you have Asuka and Charlotte facing off for the women's title on SmackDown. And Bianca. It's a three. Oh, that's right. It is a three with Bianca in there, too. I Charlotte's I still going to win. It's fine. Yeah, she will could. be. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. Yes. Hey, Brian, yes. eat some meat, Brian. Yes. Eat some meat, Brian. Yes. No, yes. no. Oscar yes. will retain her title on Friday. Nope. Yes. Oscar will. Nope. Stop it. She's not going to get another title yes, reign. She is. No, she yes, isn't. She is. Stop it. Yep. She's not going to get another title yes, reign. She is. Why? Why? Why would you? Uh, why would you give her another title reign? She does. Draw, oh, because she draws money. Is that what you're trying to say? She's <laughs> she draws. Stop. She's a big name. Well, then give it to every other big name on the rosters. Let everybody who has a big name have a title right now. My all means, please. No, not talking about the winner. Talking about anybody, anybody who's big name. Give them more, more, blah, 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 blah. No, she doesn't deserve a title. No. No, 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 What no, other no, no. big name deserves a title? Anybody but her. Give me an example. No, I'm not Give gonna. Me an example. No, I'm not doing this. Give, because okay. I've done oh, this. Oh, 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 I know, I know who you're gonna say. Stop. Dominic it. Mysterio. Dude, can you, because he's got a big name. Can you imagine him having a title? Does he deserve a title? No. But can you imagine having a title though? What if? What if? What if he beats Roman? What if he's the one that beats Roman? Beats I, Roman. I will laugh. I so would hard. piss my pants I, laughing. I would also say 
is Vince Russo in the back. <laughs> because that's a Vince Russo move if they give it to Dominic Mysterio. No, it would be a Russo move to put the belt on, like, Johnny Knoxville. That's a Russo okay, move. Okay, fair. Fair. EO will cash in on somebody in the future. I think it'll end up being on Asuka because I think that's going to win on Friday because Asuka deserves to have a chance with the title. So, anyways, we move on. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. <clears throat> Great match. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I really enjoyed the fact that Priest sat at ringside with, with the, the briefcase just to be the presence. He obviously wasn't going to cash in that night. No. He's smart. I think he's a smart man. I think it's he's gonna have a run with this with this uh uh I want him to cash in on Roman and win. You we've talked about that before. I think he's gonna be smart, really smart about it, and do what Seth did. And Seth held on to that money in the bank briefcase for a very long time. Or do what Edge did. Well, what after an elimination chamber? After Edge a bloody Edge, Cena? Literally Edge held the briefcase for almost a year right and seth almost did the same i think he was like 10 months or something like that they're good he's i think he's maniacal smart enough to hold this thing for a while and do exactly like show up but then not do it and then make somebody lose or make them do something wrong walk out walk out onto the ramp with a chair open it and just sit yeah i think they're gonna do a great job with whole thing i hope so uh but we're go like so seth and finn We've said these two are at the top of their game. They're they're doing great. Amazing talent. These two in the ring are very akin to Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Very much so. In and I was ring. also thinking like back in the day, uh like Rock the, and Austin. Rock and Austin. Um even Tri- Rock and Triple H. Yeah, I was like take Taker, any any of Taker's matches because they respect you. They you know what? We've said this before. If you don't respect your opponent, it's gonna be a stiff match. If you don't respect your opponent, somebody's gonna get hurt. Yes. And these two respect the ever-loving hell out of each other. They I do. Mean, yeah, they do. And they, they don't like each other on camera, obviously. Uh, because... Yeah, but yeah, of course. I mean, they, they've had fantastic matches. And they have fantastic matches because they respect one another. And I thought purposely... We said either way. Could Finn win it? He could have. Uh, will it progress the storyline of Judgment Day more having them kind of be like, kind of like the evolution, you know, everybody's going to get a title eventually kind of a thing. Uh, but then, like I picked before, yes, they were going to give the, the the cash pony to Seth because Seth is money right now. And they actually did the Judgment thing, Judgment Day a favor by pushing their storyline more too. Like you said, like Damien's by side, everybody's there. They're getting this angsty feel of like, is this going to be a dismemberment of the group? Are they going to fight each other down the road? Are they going to do like what they did before in the past by, if you beat me, you get my money in the bank briefcase? So I, th- I can see some of the storyline so like th- that too. I think that might be a thing. You, th- you but you remember that back at like a couple of years ago? Can- hey, I'm going to put my money in the bank briefcase on the line. If you beat me, you could have it. I honestly, I, th- I, I think, I think we might see that. I think With so too. This particular money in the bank briefcase, just because there's a lot of <clears throat> animosity between Finn Balor and Damian Priest right now. I love it. Um, 
but I don't. I I don't know. I think down the road that I see a triple threat for the Money in the Bank briefcase with Dominic involved too. I and I and I. It's just as a side pony though. If you throw, if you're gonna dismember, you know, Judgment Day, I can see the angle that Damon. I'm gonna leave, and then Seth goes. Oh, sorry, Seth. Uh, Finn goes. You know, no, you're out, but we're gonna face you for it. And if either one of us wins, it's kind of like a Christian with uh, Luchasaurus. I am the title holder. If Dominic why, beat him, why not? Why not just put Rhea in the match too? And let should her we're gonna do a China like thing and let have her, her win it? Can you imagine if she did though? Why not? It'd be kind of cool. And then have her cash in on Roman and beat Roman. <laughs> she could be. She could be Rhea four belts. Yeah. It's like, why not? It's like a belt collector for female versions. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to go into the last match of the evening, which is the Bloodline Civil War match. Roman Solo versus the Usos. And I got chills. I'm thinking about it just now. The chills of hearing, Uso! And the crowd went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That was... That match... I didn't actually get to watch it live. Right. Because that match went on shortly after I left work. True, yeah, you were in the middle of driving. That is fair. Um, but you did get to watch I the did, replay. I did, I did get to watch it. Um, the thing that happened in this match that sticks out the most to me mm-hmm. was um, at one point early on in the match, uh, actually, it was... No, it was, before, it was before the match even started, after the Usos had come down, mm-hmm. and they're standing in the corner, and they're bouncing on the ropes, mm-hmm. and... Kevin, I, know where, I know where you're going with Sammy this. Sammy and Kevin are up in the... And then uh, Roman and Solo come down, and the Usos are still doing their thing. And Paul looks at Roman and says, mm-hmm. is that the table you want your sons eating at? That, I kid you not, I thought... who, And I'm pretty sure Paul wrote it. It means that's Paul. Heyman writes all of his own stuff. But I literally went, wow. Yeah. This is farther than a storyline. This is like real life. It was, and like you said, I'm literally chills because Paul Heyman does write amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Completely agree. A great segment. Now, obviously, if you're in the crowd, you didn't hear it. Right. But if you're on TV like we were and watching it, oh my gosh. Amazing. Also, uh, Roman in the corner doing the whole arms back the ooh ah going for the spear and then getting double speared i love that i i fantastic i think they again whoever wrote this segment too i honestly i think do we i think paul writes all the bloodlines obviously we know paul is a writer for wwe and he takes special consideration of what matches he chooses and picks i i think if it was paul my god um, again i honestly i think he has written all of the bloodline stuff. I love it. Yeah. I, I really do. They're at a good point now where they have a mixture of former wrestlers and great writers in that backstaff with Hunter, who has specifically chosen who. Yep. It's great. Uh, overall, with, this... with with Bruce Pritchard at the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what you have Bruce Pritchard, Michael P.S. Hayes, uh, I get Paul, uh, Paul, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Um, who is this, the the fake son of Kurt Angle? Because he's back there too. Uh, Jason Jordan. Yeah, he's a he's an agent. Then you have the the Hurricane. <clears throat> Hurricane Gregory Helms is an agent. He also writes too, as he has wrote some matches. Um, 
he was he played the abyss character in tna yes uh, um I joseph could, park yes uh they have great writers right now and i, I think they're doing a great job mm -hmm. if they keep the content and quality like they did for these these segments and for the, it's gonna go great um and also as a result of the ending of this match mm -hmm. on friday mm -hmm. we get a trial of Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns, not the trial of the bloodline. Roman, Roman Reigns, Reigns. and I think I think we see Big Quiche back. I hope so. You said that you're gonna see uh, Alpha and Sika. Alpha and Sika. That'd be awesome. Um, you won't. Just so not a spoiler, you're not gonna see Dwayne. Dwayne will not be there. There's no way. There have been murmurs. I just don't see it. Uh, if you don't know the ending, obviously we know. If you watched it. We got to see Roman get pinned for the first time in almost four years. Three and a half years. Crazy, though. The last person that pinned him was Baron Corbin. Hmm. Weird thought. Love it. It's fantastic. Love it. So, I love what they're doing. We thought it might have been done a couple of years, a couple, a couple months ago. Yeah. And they have now made a resurgence in it. That is Money in the Bank. Uh, we're going to go into our next break. Thank you for listening. Please sit back and relax. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, so we have literally two shows left. We have Monday Night Raw and uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, so Monday uh, was the, ter uh, the after effect of Money in the Bank. Uh, we kick off the show with obviously, you know, Monday Night Rollins. You get Seth coming out to the ring and the crowd is obviously going the oh, oh, oh doing his whole thing uh and then he says i want to face somebody i i'm open challenge like i always do come on out and then you know how upset i was you probably were as well you know i didn't, I didn't watch all this week that's true you didn't <laughs> but as a fan of wrestling you heard cody rhodes's music go on and I literally said out loud, and Austin heard me, I said, not this crap again. This is ridiculous. Why, and we've said this on the podcast, why are we shoving Cody Rhodes down our throats? Who? Yeah, you don't acknowledge him. Not like Roman The backstabber? Reigns. Yes, the backstabber. Why are we getting him pushed down our throats so much? It's like what we said with- uh, It was so Brock could come out and beat him up. And I loved that. Because I freaked out. I'm making dinner, and I heard Brock's theme go off, and I went, "Yes!" Because I wanted another beat down of Brock and hitting the backstabber so many stinking times. Now, did I get that? No, because evidently we were pushing Cody so hard right now. Cody is Superman. We got so Gross. what happens? Brock, uh, his entrance hit. Cody leaves the ring, goes and attacks Brock down the ramp. Uh, Brock picks him up. They beat each other all the way to the ring. Brock puts him up for a uh, an F5. Cody gets out of it and does a Cody cutter, and it lands. And Brock rolls out of the ring. And I, as a, as a consumer of the product, I went, that makes zero sense at all. And literally, I don't understand why we, as the people who watch this product, go... Brock is impenetrable as we, the, the people, are watching this product and knowing <clears throat> Brock's impenetrable. We saw Brock many years ago get an RKO landed on him by Randy, but 
Randy had to come out from the crowd behind him, throw in and do an RKO, and Brock didn't know he was coming. So why are we letting Cody be on our screens and land a Cody cutter for no reason besides pushing the agenda that this man backstabbed a company he created and now shoving down our throats on Monday Night Raw or on any WWE television? I hate it. I know you do. I hate it with a passion. It doesn't make sense. But now that shows that they're going to push another storyline again with Cody and Brock. They're going to they're gonna push this until probably payback. Summer. Payback or SummerSlam? Well, payback's before SummerSlam, isn't it? I think so. Well, I'd have to look, but I'm pretty sure they're either going to do that one or they'll push it to they're, SummerSlam. They're going to push it to whatever the a next pay-per-view is. <sighs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how over it are we? 13. I like it. Uh, next match, we have Damian Priest, Shinsuke Nakamura. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it because we've been saying for several weeks, they need to do something with Shinsuke. They need to do pushing him to being this talent because... We well, they, they brought him back, drafted him to Raw, and he's dead. Yeah, they're nothing. Dead in the water. So now you're getting him kind of, you know, building it up. Plus, on the hype of Lil Uzi Vert's new song with the Nakamura theme in it. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of riding on this high of, okay, maybe we're going to get some more stuff. Because it, obviously, if you're not in the music world, Lil Uzi Vert's pretty, you know, big. And him using the Nakamura theme in his song. Yeah. It's a huge compliment to really Nakamura's work because he's a fan of it. So um, you get... Send your money in me bank versus Shinsuke. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I thought it was perfectly written for pushing Damian Priest with his storyline and getting him a bigger name and squash. Nah, it wasn't squash. I, I liked it. I, I mean, coming from a man that likes Damian and also likes Shinsuke, and they're both of their bodies of work. I I just wish that they would do something with Shinsuke like well, what are you going to do though you you now you just you just literally on so, Saturday pushed uh, Drew McIntyre coming back and doing Gunter so you take Intercontinental off you don't have a you have Seth and he's going against any kind of member with the Judgment Day so you take off the world title he has no other things to go after the tag teams are on Sammy and Kevin so what do you do with Shinsuke let's reintroduce the European title ooh or the WCW television title. Well, they, you know, they, they just did the same thing with New Japan. They did bring a television title back into their... Yep. Actually, first time ever. Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. So you, you could, you could see that. Would would Hunter do something like that? Probably not. Could he, though? Terrorizing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't understand, <laughs> you understand. Listen to episode one. Very much so. But I, no, they need to bring back a. They need to bring back another mid card title. And honestly, whoever like make it a make it a big tournament, make it a sixty four man tournament. So like an over the top rope, yeah. everybody's in the ring. No, 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 tournament style. Oh, so, so you're you, talking like one on one on one. Yeah, on I'm one talking on one. like I'm talking like. March Madness size tournament bracket. Wow. Okay. And so you're making this like elongated, like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you like you go like to like from now to like like New Year's Revolution. You're talking like December. 
I mean, you could probably finish the tournament at like Survivor Series. That's like September, right? August. That's November. November. I you. That's your favorite paper. So so stretch it from now all the way to November. Do a thirty-two yeah. or sixty-four person bracket, and just that's and not then, a bad idea. And then that gives you more action on your television, and it, and it gives everybody, and, a, it gives all your talent more a more television time. And whoever wins this title automatically becomes a free agent and they can compete for that belt on either show. Ooh. WWE, you better be listening because that's actually Yeah. It's a pretty good terrorizing. <laughs> if you're listening, which I know you're probably not. Hey, someday. Someday. As someone who from a very, very young age mm-hmm. started watching wrestling, I could give a shit about an in-ring promo or a backstage segment or unless it's a vignette introducing a new Mm -hmm. wrestler i could yeah i want i i want to watch people in the ring yeah so like coming from the demographic like you said like as a child my son yeah he's eight yeah and he's not sitting with me watching you know a, a promo. He's not he's, watching somebody talk. He's he, he's not sitting out here watching Ronda Rousey cry crocodile tears to Shayna Baszler because she punched her in the back of the head. No, right. he's sitting out here. He's watching mm-hmm. Seth Rollins against Finn Balor for and, 25 minutes, and he is awestruck. Yeah, he, he literally sat with me watching Forbidden Door, watching the replay of Forbidden Door, and watching Kenny versus Will, and saying, wow, these guys are good. And I said, right. that's, that's wrestling. That's what we watched when we were kids. And we need to get back to that. Circling back, you you do this giant tournament. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, you and if you need to, mm-hmm. fill it with guys from NXT. Shoot. The, some of the guys at NXT are better than the main roster guys right, right. now. Put Carmelo Hayes out there, and he'll dazzle you today. Carmelo and Trick, you could put Braun mm. on there. Yeah. I mean, there it... it that's They're, not a bad idea. Have a traveling champion. Mm-hmm. It, it, don't and don't do don't do it stupid like they did with the but, longest longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. So then you have her literally go after everything that Ronda has never done for the company, saying this: "We are a team." What do you mean, we? I don't see you setting up the ring before every event. I don't see you coming in and busting our asses and sweating and getting things done at the performance center. No, I watched you sneak your way into WrestleMania into a main event and win and see you thrive and strive. And she was daggering it up. Oh, yeah. And I was eating it like crazy, saying, man... Give this girl a microphone. Give this woman some respect. Put some respect on Shayna Baszler because I thought she was just this ground and pound meat monster that was a woman's wrestler. And yet she proved to me, man, put a title on her again. Get her something because I know what they're going to do. They're going to push this storyline with with Ronda and her and Shayna's going to beat Ronda down the road and Ronda will disappear again. Well, 
Rhonda has come out and said that this is this is her last. Woo! Yeah, we don't need her. No, she's just a name. She needs to go away. So I think she's done. Go back and be on what Mars TV show you're on on Fox. Go and stay there. Home. Just go. Go be a mom. Away. Just go be a mom. Then you have the women's tag team turmoil match. And not going to lie. We could have gone another forever. I was not impressed at all. I, I thought that they were going to push Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Carter because, you know, they're the big ones that got drafted from NXT. They're the greatest new things, da-da-da-da-da. They're the shiny new toy. But also, they squashed them like crazy. They really didn't, though. But it was mean, a match. They, but they, they ended up being the last, the last team that last went team. in. But I'm surprised they're pushing again Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. It's because they're compelling. What is compelling about Sonya Deville? I, I think they're fantastic. Do you really? I do. Why? Honestly, I don't know. Is it this? Is just can't, the, I can't put my finger on it. But Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, as a tag team, thrown together tag team by Adam Pierce. Because uh, if you don't remember, they, Sonya Deville's tag team partner was uh, Mandy Rose. No, uh, Mel, uh, Carmella. Before, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before, okay, yeah. Yeah, she was with That's Carmella. Right. Right. And then uh, Carmella is pregnant, so she's out of wrestling with a boy. With a boy, congratulations! With your favorite side ring announcer of all time, Corey Graves. So they're pushing Sonya and Chelsea. I, I, it's just it's a weird tag team that's odd to me. I don't get it. It's weird, but it works. It, what is it like the whole Alpha Academy that they just doesn't feel like it should work, but it works. Uh, I don't know if I would make that comparison. What would I think? Honestly, it this the tag team of Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green is very, very akin to the tag team of Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Odd, but worse. Yeah, yeah. Like thrown together. Yeah, and it just works. Well, when you look at even if you look at Raquel and Liv. Yeah, you don't see this tall Amazonian Mexican lady that's built like a brick. And then you have Liv, who's goofy, petite, petite tiny, all over the place. Thin, and yeah, it it's just, it's one of those things that like, well, I mean, look at, look at Braun and Ricochet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, this is the era of non-traditional tag team. It is, an, it is an era of odd tag teams yeah. that for some reason were thrown together and it, and it, and it just worked. So uh, Sonia and Chelsea win and they get their title shot again against Raquel and Liv for the women's tag team titles. Wouldn't surprise me if they won either. I, you know, if if the if they want them to get this, this is your opportunity to. You're never going to get this. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so then we go into Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. I said this off camera was, before. Was this a six-person tag match? It was a six-person tag match. Okay. If you don't know the ladies, okay. you have Valhalla, Valhalla, and Maxine, and Maxine Dupree, who what, is surprisingly gifted. You know, I 
I didn't understand where they were going with this. And obviously, as a patron of watching it from the sidelines, I didn't get it. But now that they've kind of made (laughs) this whole wrestling thing for Maxine Dupree happen, and having the helm be written up by, thank you, it's showing him as a coach. (laughs) Shoosh. So, speaking speaking of Alpha Academy, um, this week on NXT, I know I'm skipping ahead just a little bit, um, we had a match uh, that was the was di- it, the, it was the underground the, match. It was no, it was the dyad, the tag team match, the dyad versus the Creed brothers. Correct. Okay. And the Creed brothers lost. Yeah. So it was a loser must leave NXT match. The Creed brothers are probably coming to Raw. You think so? Probably. Okay. Do you know why? Say because I think they're going to put them with the Alpha Academy. So make it a bigger kind of faction with them and have. To have Chad Gable be their two their absolute studs. Yeah, they were both amateur wrestlers. So you put it with Chad Gable, who was the Olympian, right? And just you just make the Alpha Academy that much bigger. And now with them leaving NXT, yeah, there is no more Diamond Mine. No, yeah, I because agree. the only one left is Ivy Nile, right? So <laughs> it's now going to be the. Diamond Alpha Academy. Eh, well, it's kind of like I mean, how they blend- the, the Diamond Academy. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like how they blended the Bullet Club and and the and the Ass Boys together. You know, I like it. it I can see that. It makes sense though. Um, either that, or they're going to call up Braun, and then the three of those guys are just going to absolutely terrorize everyone. <laughs> either way, I'm good with it. I'm okay with either but, way. Uh, Alpha, uh, the Alpha Academy thing. Though, I, I won't lie. I think this feud's over. Well, yeah, really we, we we said this off 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 uh, microphone that it's oh, it it needed to be done a couple weeks ago. I think they finally hit their peak with they already had singles matches with every single member. The only one that hasn't was Maxine and Valhalla. They've now done tag teams together. Now they did the six man six person tag match together. Uh, it needs to be over, and they either need to do something where. Like we said before, Chad and um, and Otis break off and do something, or you add in the guys from NXT and make something else happen. But yeah, it it, it needs to change. And they've been the the cataclysmic mid card guys for the last several months. But they're f- and and I love it. I love this this thing that they're doing with Chad Gable and Otis. It works. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but when it when the bell rings, it's a, these guys can go. Yeah, they can. Like, and for him being a big guy, too, it's amazing. I did get to see my caterpillar happen. I was pretty pumped to see the caterpillar. And Maxine attempted to do her own version of it. Was it great? No. It was god-awful. But she tried. She tried. And Valhalla made her pay for it. Legit. <laughs> it was kind of funny. To see her barrel through that tiny little stick of human being. Sarah Logan is an underutilized gem. Well, she was a part of one of your favorite women's locks. Well, she was a part of your one of your favorite factions. Riot Squad. She was part of your favorite faction of women for the longest time that did not get any respect. With Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Who's now an AEW. And then Liv, who's a part of the tag team with Raquel. Right. So Sarah's with her husband, you know, and, and Eric. Is it Eric Ivar? Eric Ivar. It's Eric and Ivar. Ivar's the one with the giant beard. 
Yes. That does cartwheels. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, once again, very predictable. We kind of knew where we were going with this with the Alpha Academy. They are over right now. Might as well push them. Uh, we could skip over Rhea versus Natalia because, again, that's over. I don't know why they keep trying to push Natalia down our throats. I, I understand she's a nightheart and she's a part of the company, and she's the last remaining Divas champion on the roster. Uh, this needs to be done. Nobody's on Rhea's level. Rhea's going to have his title forever. Yep. That's just plain and simple. Yep. Uh, you have Matt Riddle versus Giovanni Vin- uh, Vinci. No one cares. Again, another man that needs pants. Yep. Also, going back to the tag team guys, they, most of them, all of them need pants. I know you're going to die on that. Well, they're wearing the thing with. No, they need pants. No, I, the, the, the the Viking Raiders have got the long stuff. Otis? They're good. Otis needs pants. Oh, need, yeah. For the love of God. Uh, then, don't get me wrong, Seth was wrestling. I was happy to see Seth. But he faced Dominic Mysterio. The only thing that makes me happy in those matches right now is that the, abso- the crowd absolutely drowns out any microphone with anything Dominic at all, and it brings me joy trying to see Dominic speak. Yeah. And literally every time that he tries to speak and can't, he hands it over to Rhea, and Rhea talks for him. And they shut up for Rhea. They listen to every word Rhea says. They listen to Mommy. Yeah. I. She would hurt me. She would hurt me hard. I digress. Uh, Dominic and Seth. The only thing that didn't happen, literally, Seth won by disqualification. People can trash Dominic's, Dominic Mysterio all they want. He's progressively getting better. He is landing moves that he wasn't doing before. He's getting better on microphones. He's doing things. <laughs> when, when the crowd lets him talk. When the crowd lets him talk. Good old dirty Dom! But it's... I think we said earlier, this is the era of awkward groups and teams that work together very, very well. Yep. And I think, like we said before, the writers are doing a great job at making sure he stays the biggest heel in wrestling right now. Yep. And Dominic, with him being the golden boy with Ray and being father's son, and now he's one of the biggest heels, whoever's running that, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't even call necessarily call him. I mean, yes, he is listed as a heel, but he's he's just kind of a comedy piece at this point. Basically, hey, it's working for Judgment Day. The only thing about that match that was great, obviously, you have Senor Money in the Bank at the right ringside, and the way the match was rolling is like, okay, you potentially might see a cash in, and. We've seen some really weird cash-ins in the past, like when Baron tried to uh, get his cash-in on um, on the modern-day Maharaja. And, or when Cena tried to cash-in when he had the briefcase. Yeah. And he lost. Yeah. We, we have seen some people who have tried to cash-in incorrectly. And the way this match is rolling is Dominic going, do it now. This is the time. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah. And... There was a moment where, yeah, possibly he would do it. Yep. But then we haven't seen him all night. Yeah, Balor popped up. Balor shot into the ring like a cannon and just ever just beating down on Seth. And right there, there's your disqualification. 
So you're like, well, crap, this mode it's over. And obviously, the championship match is done. But you called it several weeks ago that there was going to be inner turmoil, and it was going to be between Finn and Damien. And you saw it, that Damien was going to cash in. Finn ruined it for him, and the squashing happened. And the only thing that happened after the match was over is that Seth got to pedigree Dominic on the floor, and he ran out of the ring. And you go into black with Finn and Damien yelling at each other because this could have been my time. I could have cashed in now. And honestly, great ending to that Monday Night Raw. It couldn't have ended any better. Kudos to them. Uh, we can see things going down the road for Senor Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's Monday Night Raw uh, finale right there. Uh, all we have left is Dynamite. And, you know, Dynamite was okay. Uh, wasn't the best Dynamite, but it, was, it had some good moments. Uh, we're going to go to our final break. We're talking about Dynamite and some little things that back here and there. So we'll be right back. And we're back. I hate it still, just so we're clear. What do you hate? We were just talking about it. We'll get there. Okay, fair. Uh, so we're going into Wednesday Night Dynamite. And I will not lie. I will not lie. I hadn't turned it on yet when you sent me that message of your boy. <laughs> I was on my way out, so I, I had a, I had a dinner that I was I was leaving, and I was heading home, and I get this message from Garrett: "Your boy's on first. If you haven't been listening to the podcast, I am irritated. I am done. With this man, we started off the podcast with me getting angry about this guy. <laughs> it's another blind eliminator tag team tournament match where we have swerving our glory, swerving our glory returning back because it was randomly chosen. So, you have Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee versus with Darby, Darby Allen, Darby Allen, and your boy, Darby. your boy. And you know he's he's from uh, stop. Oh, wherever. Stop it. Uh, stop. And weighing oh, whatever. Stop. God, you know. No, no, he, we don't have just, to know. You just you just love Orange Cassidy we don't, so much. We don't have to know because you're, you're you're in here. You're clapping your hands every Wednesday night when they kick off Dynamite, and you hear. And you love it. I, I can't. I, I, and his belt in the backpack. I and his stupid sunglasses. You don't, you don't understand how much I hate. And his he, Canadian tuxedo. Oh yeah, he definitely had it. No, you, uh, who had the Canadian tuxedo at, at Forbidden Door? That was uh, Renee. Renee had the Canadian tuxedo at Forbidden <laughs> Door. Yeah. Uh, you don't understand how much I don't like that. If you're a champion, wear the belt. Put it around your waist. Put it over your shoulder. Be like Big Show. It can't fit around you. Put it on there. Let it hang. I don't get it. I'm done with it. I'm over it. I'm stopping. Uh, you love the sunglasses. God almighty. It needs to end. And the orange punch. You mean the Superman punch? And the beach break. I can't. I, I literally can't. Um, and the stun dog millionaire. I will say this, though. I'm also... You love Darby Allen. I know my sister loves Darby Allen. And you love Orange Cassidy. I can't stand Orange Cassidy anymore. It's really getting to a point of annoying me. <laughs> I've done it! 
Yeah. I turned him. You corrupted me. Yes. Um, I will say this, though. Keith Lee needs to be sponsored by Just for Men. Bro. <laughs> that that gray-haired wonder with the gray beard and gray hair. And then all of a sudden, the very next week, Black. He's, he's big shaven on his face and dark as sin hair. That man needs to be sponsored by Just for Men. But I, I will say it was nice to see Keith Lee on Dynamite. It was nice to see Keith Lee and Swerve together on Dynamite working together. I would also just like to state for the record, uh, Keith Lee slapped the soul <laughs> out of Orange Cassidy well, more than once. Yeah. Because well, yeah, he, he was going to do it, and, yeah. then he, and then he's like, whoa, stop. And then he puts his hands in his pocket. Keith Lee just... Double hand, bear paw, oh. gunshot sound oh. slap. My my favorite one that the and did, he just oh yeah my favorite one literally he was in the middle of the ring when he was going oh the little slap crap that doesn't do jack oh, anything <laughs> he slap like he touches Keith Lee in the shoulders with this petty little hand crap and he does the oh 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 and Keith Lee looked around like. Did this just happen? Is this, this real? Is this happening right now? He's and about, then he about to die. And then he left. The double bear paw slap, and he fell so far hard down like a tree in the forest, and just <laughs> slapped. And I, and everybody, <laughs> and I laughed. And the thing is, is, he got up and he didn't try to tag out after that. Nope, he just took it like a man. Like he. Hands in pockets yep. over in the corner. Did it again. And he just he. I don't. I don't know if you saw his chest. Oh, I that. did. I, I'm colorblind. Like, and I saw like his chest. from middle chest uh-huh. up to his collarbones uh-huh. was a very vibrant shade of red. Like we're talking like Lightning McQueen red. And, and like I said, I'm colorblind. I saw that. <laughs> That's how dark his chest was to me. Uh, Loved it. Don't get me wrong. Like the tag team, tur- the, sorry, this is a blind eliminator tag team tournament. I like the idea of it. I do too. It's different. Uh, it's giving more of a like a funny, weird. Like we said earlier with WWE, awkward mix, tag teams, mix and match. Awkward tag teams that kind of seem to work with each other. But Swerve and Our Glory was a former tag team. We liked them as a tag team. Uh, Keith Lee, like we said, oh, like. Being finally on television again and being Keith Lee. The crowd. Keith Lee. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I love it's like, it. He's like, huh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Almost like a too sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm hearing it. I like it. I um, dig it. It was good to see Swerve with his faction of all ROH wrestlers. Uh, it was good to see everybody. Like, it was a good showcasing <laughs> talent on love- opening match. I also love the fact that Brian Cage... Never wears or carries his title. Prince Prince Nana always comes out with it. He was dancing too, like on the stage when Swerve was. He's like doing this toe oh, yeah. tapping thing he's... and everything like that. He reminds me of Armando Alejandro. You know, you know yeah. Armando Alejandro. Astra. He gives me the Armando Alejandro he... thing. I don't know this this mogul embassy deal is fantastic. It works if they showcased it more often. It, they will never do it on Dynamite, but they'll do it on ROH. Um, which is speaking like a, speaking of mobile and em, mogul embassy. Uh, I don't know if you saw it this week. Trench, yes, the dude that used to be a baseball player. Yes, he's gone. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, done. Uh, very odd. 
Anyway, yeah. he never had a match. He he was only in like a couple of segments of, like a couple of months ago, but that's about really it. That was during the Swerve in Our Glory like feud breakup. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you had that. Uh. The ended up winner was Darby Allen. Somehow, somehow, Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy went up on a roll up on Swerve. I don't get it. I it doesn't make sense. I don't think they're going to rebuild a storyline with Swerve and Keith. I don't think so either. But it, I guess it goes back to how weird Dynamite, how weird AEW is with their promoting. Yeah. I don't, it didn't make sense. No. Um, next match, you had the Acclaimed versus the Blade. And the, the Bollywood, Bollywood boys. boys. And I... You want to talk about weird trios. So I, I was sitting there, and I'm watching... I'm, like, looking at these guys, and I went, God, they look familiar. And I'm, like, I'm... Bod- my brain was hurting. And it takes a lot for my brain to hurt. But I'm, like, what are we... And my sister texted me. She goes, you know who the Bollywood boys are? And I went, it's hurting. Who were they from? She goes, the Singh brothers. Remember? She goes, remember the Singh brothers? And I went, that was during the modern-day Maharaja bit. He was their enfor- the enforcers for Jinder Mahal. And I wonder where they had went. Well, here they are in AEW. The more you know. The more you know. Uh, it's great always to see the acclaimed. Uh, Daddy <laughs> Ass needs pants. Always. That man. Anthony Bowens needs pants. Anthony Bowens needed pants badly. And then the butcher. I love what the acclaimed said that he looked like a dominatrix. That brought me laughter. <laughs> because that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, the Bollywood boys, they one of them needed pants as well. Uh, that's about the 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 thing with that match. There wasn't really any storyline pushing. It was just kind of getting the acclaimed kind of back out there again, kind of getting the mojo again. They're gonna start feuding with QTV. I love that, and also it's kind of annoying too. Just my my thing. About yeah. That. Well, they got but they've they got the new member. They got Johnny TV. And then he's gonna leave again. Because that's what happens. Maybe. He goes everywhere. He's that guy, though, that's on every promotion all across the world, and he takes breaks from them. And he puts on fantastic matches wherever he goes. And well, it's like when, <clears throat> so it's like when he disappeared for a while and then did Survivor. He was on Lucha Underground. Yeah, but like he went and did a reality show. He did Survivor, and yeah. no one knew who he was. Yeah. That brought me joy. Yeah. Just, I was like, hey, John Morrison. Yeah. Uh, next thing. We got to hear some really raw Chris Jericho promo. It was raw. Yeah. It was 100%. Gen- like, that was pure Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. 100%. And that was no, like, shtick nothing. He was speaking from the soul. He was answering questions. He was just being Chris. What did you think of him? Because you're, you're the biggest Chris Jericho I... guy. I... Honestly, I loved it. I was honestly, it, it didn't end up going where I thought it was going to go. I, where did you think? Because I, I bet you were on the same page. I thought that he was going to bring the Painmaker to AEW. Well, he, so Painmaker was on last week. We did see the Painmaker character against Sting. So I, I see where you could go with that. Um, and well, and then uh, with Callus coming out. I thought that was odd. And asking Jericho to join his the family yeah. that he's trying to build. And honestly, honestly, no. I thought Jericho was going to say yes. 
I didn't like that it was not definitive. I did not like. I was. I the, thought he was going to say yes. You didn't like the maybe. I'm not a fan of non answers. I love it. You like non. I loved it. I because it's suspenseful. It does. It makes you want to come. It is good TV. It makes you want to watch next week. Yeah, it does. It makes you literally think. Okay, he might join that. Well, BCC like Kyle's is with the BCC. He's is he though? He is though because he's been involved with all. Because that's where he got to Kester from. He's but do, he's not part of. No, he's an entity of. But neither is Kanosuke Takeshita. Well, just just during like Forbidden Door stuff, and he's stolen right. from the elite and blah, blah blah blah. So I think what what I see happening, I see, is we get a definitive yes. You really think out he's of Jericho. Callus? And so this is going to be so obviously he's going to leave the JAS behind. Right. And well, he even made a made a point during that with a, a, one of those uh, non sequiturs with Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara saying, "Hey, awesome!" So I think that he will be the grizzled veteran mm-hmm. of that group with Takeshita and whoever else Don Callis manages to wrangle into this, but. I honestly, I think it will be, I think Chris Jericho is tired of being the lead. Yeah, well, you had, obviously, the Jericho Appreciation Society. You had the inner circle. And then you had the inner circle. And then his feuding with other, you know, big groups. And he's been that main guy on those lead groups for a while. So, yeah, might as well take a backseat. I think he's getting tired of being the mouthpiece for people like Santana and Ortiz. We talked about them recently. Yeah. Jake Hager. Yeah. And then, obviously, yesterday was Adam Cole's birthday. Right. So they did the whole birthday shtick. Hey. And it the, was, whole, it was cute. the whole cake thing. And, it was cute. And MJF just being an over-the-top. Yeah. Attempting yeah. to be Adam Cole's quote-unquote friend. Kind of makes me want to puke. Now, you go back a couple days ago, uh, if you're not deep diving like we like we do, uh, Adam Cole, is his name is Chugs on on Twitch. He does a live streaming video games on Twitch. Which, and he, get Twitch, watch Chugs. It's worth it. It's fantastic. It's worth it. So he's on, and this is not anything with wrestling. He, This is his own thing. This is his... He's, his, play, he's playing video games. And people watch, and it's funny. Literally, Max calls him on his cell phone during his live stream and is trying to be hokey with this whole thing that they're trying to do, being a tag team. And Adam literally goes, I'm trying to get away from real life and be a part of my own. So... We're not going to talk about this now. And hangs up on on Max. And then you look on the sidebar, and Max creates a Twitch profile, subscribes to Chugs, who is Adam Cole, and then starts spamming the feed on the right side yeah, of everything that he could be doing in the match on Wednesday. He's spamming the chat is what he was doing. And like I said, that's going like extra... 
into the storyline with Adam and, and Maxwell. Um, I think if they do this right, it's like uh, what they did with like John and Sean back in WWE a couple of uh, many, many moons ago. Only they won't win the tag titles. See, I, I, I think the, well, okay. You said something that was perfect. You said they'll win the tournament. They'll win the tournament, but they won't win the belts. And then what will happen? Because, and I, I think Adam Cole eats the pin in the match, and then MJF turns on Adam Cole, and this turns into a storyline that leads us probably into All Out. It's giving me vibes, and and I know you'll remember this, it's giving me vibes of Kevin Owens' Chris Jericho back in WWE. Yep. The best friends. Yep. The list versus, like, I'm going to push Kevin because Kevin was the champion at the time. Yep. And then the betrayal of yep. best friends. I see that going that direction. Trent? Trent? Best is, friends? Is he here? Converse? Maybe. Uh, I think I can see that going that that direction as well. Uh, yes, Adam... Adam Cole and MJF get the win in the Blind Eliminator match. And also, I, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was right after this match we saw a backstage segment where they were picking tag partners. Yes, with Matt Hardy. Yes, and the the weird guy that neither one of us like pulls the name out and he's like, "Oh, it's Jeff," and Matt's all excited because he's gonna. He thinks he's gonna get to tag with his brother, and he's like, "No, no, Jeff, Jarrett." And I was like, yes! Because I love Jeff Jarrett. I don't think you'll find another bigger Jeff Jarrett fan than you. Because you do love Jeff Jarrett. But you also like Jeff Jarrett for the side of not just because he's a funny wrestler. You like his uh, his, his whole persona behind the stage. His his, his wrestling mind. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then we go into another uh, Owen Hart tournament for the women. We see what we should have seen last week with Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. I will not lie. It's great to see Britt back in the ring, and not uh, she's healthy. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. I I was surprised on I the wasn't. outcome. I wasn't. No, I'm surprised at how she won. No, I'm not. Really? Nope. Because it goes with the whole shtick of being. Yep. So if you're not familiar, uh, Britt has not wrestled in. It's been a while. Coon's age. It's been a minute. And then you have Ruby, who's a part of the Outcast. the Outcasts, and their whole shtick that's actually kind of picking up steam right now. Um, yeah, I no, I I did I didn't hate this match. It you know honestly, there were some people who did not care for it. I thought for women's storyline <clears throat> purposes, I was, it was it was perfect. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, by the outcome. It was good to see Britt back in a ring and actually you know wrestle again. It's great to see Ruby finally getting some, I don't know, well-needed time. A little bit of a push? Yeah. But, yeah. but I think she loses next week. So Or not next week, but in the next round. So Ruby ends up winning against Britt in a sneaky pin uh, against Britt, and she now faces Sky Blue uh, next week in the Eliminator. Because tournament. I think... I think the finals of that tournament, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Sky Blue okay. and Willow Nightingale. Oh, like what we predicted a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I and honestly, I think Sky Blue wins it. Hey, honestly, she's got a push right now. She's kind of seems that they like her direction. 
maybe they might get for that big push. Uh, then we have the, the main event match. Uh, we get to see Kenny back for the first time uh, since Forbidden Door and his loss against Will Ospreay versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, coming off of possibly what we thought was a massive neck injury that Will kind of dropped Kenny on his neck, thinking he may not be around for a while. Um, it's good to see Kenny. Uh, I thought Kenny was off. It felt like he was off. I think it was the timing with Wheeler. With Wheeler, I he's I, I and maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Has he faced Wheeler one on one before? Nope. I didn't think so. And Wheeler is he's very overzealous when he gets into the ring. We, he yeah, very loose cannon. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's still very much in the trying to prove himself stage. And well, we've talked about him before. We don't think he needs to. I think he's thoroughly proved himself. Yeah. He's a he's a great character and he's won titles already in ROH. He's been a champion. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. But yeah, I, he did seem like he was too eager to face Kenny and Kenny is more of a methodical thought out yep. all the way through 30 minute 45 minute match, not a 15 minute main event on Dynamite. Uh, it did seem like obviously Wheeler was, you know, feeling some stuff from Forbidden Door as well. But obviously Kenny, I think they needed him to come back because we did not see any Young Bucks or no Hung Bucks. Yeah, didn't see any of them. So we had to see a couple of different characters kind of until the end, until the very very end. Also, I like how you uh, completely skated past how your boy no won his first title ever no in New Japan no your boy no Eddie Kingston it's your boy you too. love him you, you do love too. him so much you do too the no. pride of New York he's a he's a he's a New York Yankee fan yeah how's that feel? I think he got disowned actually by who everybody the Yankee fans yeah, Steinbrenner just was like no you he's can't wear that dead anymore. yeah that's why <laughs> Take it off. Uh, it, it was just... I know you were happy about it. No, you don't have to lie. I don't, I don't have to lie about anything. I'm sure your sister was super happy about she it. She was thrilled. She texted him. She was very, very happy to see Kind of makes me want to puke. Well, you... I hated it. her happiness me. or just his his thing? Yes. Uh, Sorry, o- Megan. O- Omega wins, but it was a lackluster main event. And then it just broke down at the end, and I'm sure we're... Because I don't even. There was there was the little match preview card yeah, shit yeah. down in the corner. So yeah. on Rampage, yeah. we get Hung Bucks yeah. versus the Dark Order. Sure, yeah. So yeah. I, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but anyway, I did. Um, I saw it. But uh, Claudio came out. Uh, Takeshita came out. Yeah, so... Uh, Brian Danielson was at home, hopefully drinking milk. And eating some meat. And eating some meat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like we said, we, we got to see, you know, everybody come out and do whatever the BCC does. And apparently every match now involving them has to turn into an inner turmoil at the very end. And I don't care for it. It's not my shtick. It's not my cup of tea. But it is what it is. I love tea. Hot tea? Yeah, it's okay if I need something for my throat. Uh, overall, like it wasn't an underwhelming dynamite. It was a take it or leave it dynamite. I think it, it was the best part of the, the night was the mid card versus the beginning and end. It, the mid card was the best part of the evening, in my opinion. 
so you'd start uh, you no didn't no like, no 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 you didn't like the first match oh god okay anyways your your boy was in that match this is the end of the podcast now he he was he was there stop it he was freshly squeezed and i wish he was flattened into a pulp see what i did there he it's over you he, no no you like his haircut if i could grow You're hair jealous. i would probably do it too You're jealous of his haircut yeah because he has hair you At love, least he you has love hair. his sunglasses i'm not a fan of these you love his stupid little no. oh i don't get it oh get it. even austin doesn't understand it and he is like what is this he's eight if he doesn't get it what's the point it's for children what's the point it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm done. Welcome to the dark side, my Dear friend. God, I hate it. It's like growing on me like sin. He's, uh, he's my heel apprentice. <laughs> so that's the end of episode 10. We've made it two and a half months. Lord Vader. Dear God. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, thank you for listening. Uh, episode 10's in the books. Uh, we appreciate it. Like we said before. Yeah. We have books we have no i would have to read to do that uh we have our social media uh we have our instagram gq underscore a wrestling podcast we have our twitter it's gq a wrestling podcast all one word if you want to get a hold of us we have our we can direct message through there we also have our email gq a wrestling podcast at gmail.com again thank you for listening no one has ever said that should we make a podcast no but do we love doing it? Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We are GQ Wrestling Podcast, and we 